Welcome to His Church Owensboro Podcast. We are so excited about what God is doing in your life, and we would love to hear from you. Visit us at hischurch.cc and let us know about all of the things that God is doing in your life. If you have been blessed by this podcast and would consider supporting us financially, please visit hischurch.cc and click on Give to see the many options available. Thank you for joining us. We hope this message blesses you. Well, my name is Pastor Patrick Donahue, and this is... I'm Tiffany. It's my wife, Tiffany, and uh, we're, we're honored, as always, to be with you here tonight. Uh, welcome to His Church. Uh, we're excited to be here midweek, and uh, we, we always love the midweek service. Uh, Pastor Brian and Pastor Jesse, uh, they are preaching tonight at our Amarillo campus in Amarillo, Texas. So hello, Texas. If you guys watch later online, you're, you should be in service right now. So, uh, But uh, thank, thank, so thankful for you guys being here tonight. Uh, one of the video announcements that we uh, used on Sunday morning uh, that we just want to, we're really just bragging on God because he's so good to us. Uh, he, he's really blessed us. And uh, that's, he's blessed us with a third child on the way. So praise the Lord for that. Amen. I praise the Lord because I don't have to bear a child for the next nine months, right? I, but, but I will pray for you and be with you and and do things that I will get pickled, flavored, whatever you need. What, however I can it. help, I, I shall be there. So, uh, but, but we're, we're super excited about that. Pastor Brian's trying to pawn off, uh, if it's a girl, we should name it Brianetta. Uh, we're taking suggestions. Any, any other suggestions? Because uh, I don't know if we're going to go with Brianetta or not. So uh, you, you guys help us out. But uh, we're, we're excited about that. And ex- uh, again, always excited to be with you here tonight. Wanted to make a quick mention. Uh, I think it was probably right there on the, um, on the announcements, but just want to make sure that you know about uh, uh, Team Rally. Team Rally's coming up. It's this Sunday. It's from five to seven. If you serve in any capacity in the church, really, we really want you to plan on, on attending and being there. Pastor Brian uh, will be there to help casting vision on really the why. Why do we serve? Why is it important to serve? Uh, it, it, you know, we're, we're there. We talked about it last week, really. You know, we were, we were saved to serve. We were rescued so we could rescue others. And uh, just really uh, hammering down uh, that vision. And, and uh, it's going to be fun. We're going to have games. We're going to have food. So if nothing else, come for the food. Uh, but it'll be this Sunday from 5 to 7. And uh, please plan on attending that. And then, of course, Easter is coming up. It is next Sunday, April 21st. It's a great time to invite people. So make sure we'll actually have invite cards for you um, by Sunday um, where you can pass out to invite specifically to Easter. Um, And actually, next Wednesday night, we're going to do a short service. We're going to have a short worship set and some prayer over Easter. And then we're actually going to break out, and we are going to help prepare for Easter. So we are going to help the kids' ministry get ready. So we're going to stuff candy and eggs and we're going to help the creative team get set up for Easter. So make sure you come back next Wednesday night to help with that. It'll be a lot of fun, and we'll get to help prepare the building and prepare the church for all of the guests that we'll have coming in on Sunday. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a great time, and, and really prepping the building uh, physically and, and spiritually as well. You're just going to take uh, a little bit of time to pray over the building, pray over the seats, pray over the people that are going to be sitting in those seats that they'd be ministered to, and, and God would move in their lives. It's never, uh, it's, it's the easiest, one of the two easiest times in the calendar year to to invite somebody and get somebody to come to church, Christmas and Easter, uh, because somewhere in the back of their minds, 
they, they at least kind of know, hey, this is the, the time of year that, that you go to church. If I'm going to go to church, I'm going to go at Christmas or Easter. And so it, it, the, 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 it, the pump is primed, right? And so let's, let's get our invite on and let's get people in here. And next Wednesday, we're going we're gonna to make this place ready uh, just for a fantastic Super Bowl Sunday of an Easter uh, service on, on Sunday. So I'm excited about that. Excited to encourage you guys tonight. Let's pray and ask God to be with us as, as we teach a little bit. And uh, it's going to be a good time tonight. Thank you guys for being here. So, Father, we thank you so much uh, just, just for, for being able to be in your house and having that freedom to come and openly worship and open declare, openly uh, declare your name and your goodness. And we thank you, Lord, that you're here in our midst. I thank you, Lord, that we would leave here changed and encouraged. I thank you, Lord, that you'd help lead and guide us. And uh, we, we thank you, Lord, you are welcome here in this place. We thank you for all these things in Jesus' mighty, mighty name. Amen. 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 Well, tonight, we just want to encourage you. We want to talk to you about being rooted in the Word and the importance of knowing the Word of God. And what better way to learn this than from a four-year-old? So we have a video um, that we're going to show you here in just a second. It's a really short clip, but it actually kind of spawned this message um, because we took it in um, just in our backyard. So let's check out this video. Okay, guys, we are here looking at some bird mess, and Patrick was telling me what not to do. We don't need to touch it, because why? What did you say, buddy? It, would, it, it gives you a design, and you have to go to the doctor. And, what, and gives you a what, buddy? A design, and you have to go to the doctor. It gives you a design, and you have to go to the doctor, so we don't mess with bird mess, do nope, we? I always don't touch bird mess. Or... He just walks off. He just walks off <laughs> mid-sentence. Mic drop. Oh, yeah, mic drop. Okay, so that's, that's my little boy. If you can't, if I need to uh, 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 translate that for you. We're in the backyard, and he sees the bird mess right there in his swing set. And he's like, you don't, you're not supposed to touch that. If you touch that, you'll get a design. I was like, you'll get a what? You'll get a design. And I was like, oh, he means disease. He's like, yeah, if you touch that, you're going to get a design. Don't touch that. You have to go to the doctor get for your design. And um, so I love the fact that he thinks like me. <laughs> you know, it's like, ah, get away from that. Uh, if you know me, that's, uh, that's probably me. But, um, but, uh, but Patrick, he's operating right there in a, in a partial truth. And we're talking about the Word of God, being rooted in the truth of God, the, the Word of God, and the promises of God that don't change, that they're the same yesterday, today, and forever, because our God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And uh, His Word does not change. Uh, but, but Patrick right there, he's operating on a partial truth. He kind of knows almost what to say, right? It kind of sounds like what you're supposed to say. It's pretty close. Design disease, it's, it's, it's partially there. And I feel like a lot of times we, uh, even well-meaning Christians, we can sometimes operate on partial truths. We can kind of know some of the story, most of the story, but not all the story. Maybe we know some of that scripture, but really what does it say? And we operate in this gray area, and that's really kind of where we can kind of get ourselves in trouble, right? And uh, does, anybody, does anybody do that? Maybe, maybe I'm the only one that does that, right? So, so, so operating in partial truths and in whole truths, two totally different things. And, and God just wants you to know, and we want to encourage you with, hey, let's operate in full truths in, in the promises of God found, found in being rooted in the Word of God. And um, so, so partial truths, uh, you know, that, that's, it's really something that the Lord, he, he says, he's pretty upfront with. He says, I don't, I don't deal with partial truths. He said, I can deal with people that are on fire for me. I can even deal with people that have hearts of stone. But what, what, does, he, he, what does he say he won't deal with? The lukewarm, the people in the middle, the partial truth, riding both sides of the fence, in some, out some, don't know, kind of this, kind of that. 
partial, partially truth. He says, I, Bible actually says, I'll, he says, I spew you from my mouth, the lukewarm, right? So that middle ground is dangerous ground, right? It's, it's all in or, or nothing. And, um, and, and that's really, uh, you know, that's, that's really kind of how the enemy, he comes to you and he comes to you with, with partial truths. That's how he likes to kind of get your head twisted, get to try to turn your head away from the promises of God. You always look, if you ever want to know how God intended something to be or how something originated. You always look in the book of beginnings in the book of Genesis. If you ever want to know uh, in, in there, you can see uh, Satan's original plan of attack toward you. Uh, he comes at Adam and Eve and he's talking, well, did God, what did he really say? Did he really say that? Maybe it was kind of, I don't know. Did, did he really say it? I don't know. And he's trying to put that question, trying to make it become a partial truth. What, what, did, what was really said? What really happened? And uh, that can, I mean, play that out in, in modern terms, right? This is what it would actually look like for you. Somebody trying to twist something. Hey, my man, hey, I'm not saying anything. My, I'll just pick on Miles because I'm looking at Miles. Miles, I'm not saying anything. All I'm saying is I saw this and I heard that and maybe it was this, but I, I'm not saying anything, right? I'm not insinuating anything, but really they're insinuating everything, right? That, that's what they do. I, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. And so they, but that's, that's exactly, and I'm not saying that if somebody does that, that they're, they're, you know, they're, they're Satan incarnate or anything. If, if somebody's doing that, man, you, you got to realize our, our battle, it's not against, against flesh and blood. Like my enemy is no human, right? My enemy is, is the, 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 the devil that's trying to use those people to do those things, try to say those things. So, but the enemy, he's going to try to use those partial truths. Did God really say that? Did he really promise that? Is that really what God has in store for you. And, uh, and so you look on the opposite side of that. And, and so God, God is, is a God of, hey, of, of promise, of truth, of standard, of forever. And uh, we're celebrating Easter, Easter season. You think about Jesus. Jesus was not partially uh, our savior. He was all in. He was committed. It, it, he, didn't, he didn't partially go to the whipping post. He went all in. The, uh, the Bible uh, talks about it pretty brutally. It said, um, that he was, uh, he was marred beyond all human likeness. I remember watching that and reading, uh, watching the movie, uh, the passion of the Christ. You may have seen that, um, probably about as realistic as a depiction as what it would look like to have been beaten, uh, at the whipping post and to have been crucified. And, um, and so, uh, I remember reading through some of the scriptures after, after I watched that movie f uh, for the first time, I think it's in Isaiah and, and reading that scripture. And it really, it really blew me away. I, th I think it's one translation that talked about he was marred beyond all human likeness when he was beaten at the whipping post. Didn't even look like a human. You couldn't even, he was, he, you couldn't even tell not who he was. You couldn't tell what he was because he was beaten so bad. So, so God didn't partially say I want to kind of maybe save you. Jesus didn't say, I didn't kind of want to go and be beaten for you or I kind of go to and be hung on the cross for you. He's an all-in God. God sent his son and Jesus willingly and, and wanted to go to the whipping post. He bore the stripes that paid the price so we could claim healing. He went to the cross so that we could be set free from sin. And so let's give the Lord a hand clap that we don't serve a partial God. We, we serve a God that he's all in. He loves us fully. And so he wants to operate, he wants us to operate in, in, like, in like manner. So where we get in trouble, we get in trouble uh, with ourselves in a lot of different areas, though, when we begin 
uh, to try to to try to stay out of this uh, partial truth and not uh, because we partially sometimes just want to do it our own, right? Because we're we're human, we're prideful. Sometimes we we're like, man, if I just got the grit and determination, I can press through and I can do anything on my own. And uh, I really I can't do anything on my own, right? But through Christ, I can do all things. But does uh, anybody ever watch? Uh, you ever get on like YouTube? You ever get like uh, maybe your Something's going on in your car or uh, your lawnmower's busted or something. You get on YouTube, you're like, man, I'm going I'm to know how to fix this in about 30 minutes. I'm going to YouTube this thing. You anybody, anybody ever do that? I do it like every day. I'm like, I, I lock myself out of my car. How do I get back in? You know, whatever, whatever it is. Tiffany, Tiffany's crazy about this. Tiffany, I Google um, everything. YouTube, Google everything. No, honestly, you everything. can YouTube or Google like... Uh, you can build a rocket ship through that stuff. I mean, it's crazy. One time, uh, I'm like watching Monday Night Football, and like Tiffany, like Tiffany, what are you, what are you doing? She's like, ah, oh, I'm, I'm learning how to build a website, and I'm like, you're, you're learning code? Like, what are you doing? How are you YouTube and Google? You know, just YouTube and Google. And I'm, I'm like in the third quarter of a football game, and uh, so I'm gonna start getting on YouTube and Google a little bit more. But even like, uh, what was it? One time in um, what was the holiday? Uh, like Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Day. We were in Valentine's Day. And uh, we're in, uh, I think this was before we had kids. We're all the way in Evansville. She buys something uh, for, I think the next day at church was Valentine's Day itself. And so we, get, we drive all the way back from Evansville. It's like 1030 at night. There's no way can re- we can return it. And we find that uh, they didn't take the tag off, uh, like the ink tag, the thing that's going to explode if you try to steal it or rip it off in the, in the store. Uh, not that I've ever done that. I just know that's what happens. Um, <laughs> but, but, but. Uh, thankfully, for uh, from YouTube, we got on YouTube how to you know get one of these things off. And after a few minutes, with a couple of household tools and a little bit of pressure applied, a thing just popped right off. And she had she had her outfit. So it's crazy what you can find out uh, on YouTube the, those how-to videos. Uh, but not everything is going to have a how-to in life. There might be a how-to how to fix your car, how to how to find a recipe online or something like that. But uh, hitting, hitting more home, it's like, well, maybe this life event is not going to have a how-to. Maybe you've got a close friend, and they got a really bad doctor's report, and I don't know that there's going to be a, a, a step-by-step how-to video on how to address that, how, how to go. That's why we need to be rooted in the Word of God, and uh, that, that how-to video, because sometimes we just try to do things ourselves, and we can honestly just make things worse, really. Uh, you think about a, a truck, you get stuck in the mud, and you just hit the gas, you think, I'm just gonna drive right out here. You just start spinning in the mud and you just go deeper and deeper. And as you continue to try just to do it on your own, of your own accord, of your own strength, of your own knowledge, you stay stuck in the mud. Actually, you get stuck deeper in the mud and you get and you wear yourself out doing that and you frustrate yourself and you discourage yourself. So trying to do it on your own uh, it, it's, it's really not the best way to go. Let, let's lean on the Word of God and know that, uh, that there, there are great how-to videos, but the, the greatest how-to uh, instruction of anything, it always is going to be the Word of God. Yeah, sometimes we can be in life and we can face something that seems like an impossible situation, or we could be facing a giant that's right in front of us, and we will. We'll jump in and we'll try to figure it out ourselves. Oh, we can do this. We can do this. But sometimes we then go to everybody else before we go to the Word of God. Now, the Word of God says to, you know, ask for wise counsel. Surround yourself with people, you know, that can pour into your life and that will encourage you and that you trust to speak into your life. But so often, we will find ourselves going to Facebook for counseling sessions. 
you know, you've all seen it. You know, posting, you've, you're facing this giant, this impossible situation, and you post on Facebook, what do you guys think I should do about this? And now you have 100 different comments from 100 different people with 100 different opinions that are pulling you in all different directions. That's good. And most of them are social media acquaintances that really shouldn't have a voice in your life at all. Some of them are probably very well-intentioned. Some of them may not be. And now you're having to filter through all of this. And some people may not have good intentions when they do that because maybe their life is in chaos and they enjoy that somebody else is dealing in chaos or dealing with the situation. So it's so important that we go to the Word of God before we go to everybody else and don't go to Facebook for all of that. Are you, I'm shocked. You shouldn't go to Facebook for life advice? No. You shouldn't? No. I'm shocked at that. Um, but yeah, that's right. It's not, not the best place to look for it. And then uh, sometimes we can fall into this pitfall, uh, this partial truth, right? This, this idea, this false idea that's not of God, it's of us. We think that, um, well, this, it's our lot in life. I'm going through these hardships because, well, I just, I deserve it. I've been a sinner for 20 some odd years and God's just paying me back for all the wrong I've done in my life. No, that's not, that's not what he says. The Bible says that, uh, that he makes us a brand new creation when we come into Christ. And God's not a God, again, we say it all the time in here, God's not a God that beats you over the head and wags his finger at you every time you mess up or make a mistake. Picture him, really picture him. He, he's an arms wide open kind of a God. I think of my kids when I, when I get home, uh, you know, from, from work or something and I see them. Well, I mean, I, I, just like God does, right? He stoops down. He comes down to where we are. And, and he, he, he just arms wide open, just waiting to embrace his children. He, he's willing and waiting and wanting to embrace you and receive you just as you are. And it uh, doesn't matter, like my kid, it doesn't matter if he's had a bad day, a rough day, he's had a bad week, a rough week. I'm going to embrace him, love him, right? And show, show him a father's love. That's, that's the kind of love he's got for you. So don't, 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 don't have this partial truth or this, this, uh, the, 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 this idea that, uh, well, I'm just, I'm paying a penance for, for, for sins past, for transgressions past. Man, God, uh, he's forgiven you. He's not saying, hey, look, I'm paying you back. He's a God that says, I've paid in full. I, I've bought you at a price and you're precious to me. And uh, yeah, you can give the Lord a hand clap for that. Paid, paid for in full. Yeah, so when you find yourself in that impossible situation, facing that giant, there's another option. Rather than trying to do it yourself or running to everybody else or just realizing and thinking, well, this is just my life. There's another option, and that's to run to God, to run to the Word of God. Um, I'm guilty of this. Um, I don't know how many of you guys are, but I don't know how many times that, that you've asked, I know I've done this, or that you've thought, like, well, I've done everything I know to do, so I guess I'll just pray about it. It's like, wait. Back up. That should have been the first thing that I did. Right. But so often we'll try to figure out everything on our own. But there is another option, getting rooted and going to the Word of God. And um, in the moments where you're facing that situation, what's really important to realize is that you're not in that situation because, you know, you're in there because we live in a fallen world. We've made poor decisions. There's an enemy. But what you have to realize is God isn't like doing something to you, but what he is gonna do is he's gonna use that situation to work through you. And he's gonna use that situation to build your faith in that impossible situation. You know, the Bible says that faith is the evidence of things not seen. When I think of evidence, um, I like to watch like investigation shows and courtroom stuff. 
all the time. And, um, you know, so I think about a courtroom and like evidence is the tangible thing. It's the observable thing. So that scripture says that faith is the evidence of things not seen. So what that tells me is that faith is something in my life that can be observed by an outside world that is believing in something that I have not yet seen, although I act as though I'm already seeing it. So it's, faith is that evidence that from an unbeliever looking at me may think, well, there's something different about them. There is something different because they're living like they are not in that impossible situation. They're living like they don't see that giant in front of them. But it's because that we know in that situation, God is gonna work through us in that. He is gonna build our faith in that. That's good, that's good. So let's read, she's talking about the word. We'll share a little bit of word right here. This is out of 1 Samuel chapter one, verses two through seven. So 1 Samuel chapter one, verses two through seven. And it says this, Elkanah had two wives and the name of one was Hannah and the name of the other was, was Paniah. I'll just say, be upfront, we're not gonna choose any of these names for our kids. Um, so Paniah had children, but Hannah, maybe Hannah, I like Hannah, but Hannah had no children. Uh, this man went up from his city, uh, from his city yearly to worship and sacrifice to the Lord of hosts in, uh, Shiloh. Also the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, the priests of the Lord were there. And wherever, and whenever the time came for Elkanah, to make an offering, he would give portions to Phinea, his wife, and to all her sons and daughters. But to Hannah, he would give a double portion, for he loved Hannah, although the Lord had closed her womb. And her rival uh, also provoked her severely to make her miserable because the Lord had closed her womb. And so it was year by year when, the, when, when she went up to the house of the Lord she was, uh, she, that she provoked her, and therefore she wept and did not eat. And so, uh, so you see um, Hannah in this situation. You see, again, um, the, 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 the resemblance of the devil just kind of whispering, kind of declaring, hey, this is who you're not. You're not, you're, this is what you're not. This is what you can't do. This is what you can't have, right? Just, just that, that still, that, that, that whisper of doubt uh, that, the, that the devil is trying to put in Hannah. And uh, in, in Hannah's situation, at this point in the scripture, there's a gap between what she's believing for and where she actually is. Yeah, so number one, we just say the deficit is faith's opportunity. So yeah, like in the scripture, um, Hannah's believing for a child. But right now, she doesn't physically see that child. And so many times, though, we'll be in that situation, and we will curse the deficit, and we will declare that the deficit, then that gap will go away. But oftentimes what we don't realize is that our faith is growing in that moment, that God is using that to grow our faith, that sometimes the gap is a gift because it develops new faith muscles in us that we wouldn't have had had we not gone through that journey. Um, you know, you may be um, facing that giant of sickness. Maybe you went and you had a doctor's report that maybe the doctor said there's nothing else that I can do. Now you're faced with that impossible situation. Now there's this gap between where I'm believing I'm gonna be and where I actually am in the moment. But during that, if we go to the word of God, if we declare the promises of God, because we know what the word of God says about us, the word of God says that we are healed. And so if we focus on that, we let that gap, we grow our faith in that moment. Then when you get to the other side, 
then when we sing songs about healing, we're going to sing them a different way. We're going to sing them all in because now we know God in a different way. You know, faith doesn't grow in comfort. When we're in the deficit, we need to focus on less about the gap, less about the deficit, and more just thank God for who he is, thank God for the promises that we're gonna see come to pass, and worship him anyway. That's really good, Tiffany. Uh, so to encourage you a little bit more with, uh, on in the scripture, so continuing on, 1 Samuel chapter one, now verses 12 through 18, and it says this, <clears throat> and it happened as she continued praying before the Lord that Eli watched her mouth. Now Hannah spoke in her heart, over her lips, uh, only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Therefore, Eli thought she might be drunk. So Eli said to her, how long will you be drunk? Put your wine away, uh, put your wine away from you. But Hannah answered and said, no, my Lord, I'm a woman of sorrowful spirit. I have drunk, I have drunk neither wine nor intoxicated drink, but have, but have poured out my soul before the Lord. Do not consider your maidservant a wicked woman, for out of the abundance of my uh, complaint and grief, I have spoken until I have not spoken until now. Then Eli answered and said, "Go in peace, and the God of Israel grant your petition which you have asked of Him." And she said, "Let let your maidservant find favor in your sight." So uh, so the woman went away and ate, and her face was no longer sad. Yeah. So number one, the deficit is faith's opportunity, and number two, the word is faith's foundation. Like you look in the scripture and Hannah, when she came to Eli, it said that she was so upset, like she couldn't even get the words out. So she, her countenance was sad. She was upset. She was visibly upset. She was so upset that she couldn't eat. Um, and so all of that, and then Eli spoke the word of God to her, said, go in peace and the God of Israel will grant your petition, which you have asked of him. And you know, when Hannah left that day, the word caused Hannah to leave in a different way than when she got there. You know, when she left, she didn't have a baby bump. She didn't have the first trimester nausea, but she left and it said she left and she went and ate and was no longer sad. So she didn't physically have what she had been believing for, but the word of God is what she needed. That's good. The word of God is what she stood on in that moment. You know, sometimes when you're facing an impossible situation, I mean, you just need a word from God. And you can anchor your faith to that word. Because that word says, the word says that he who began a work in me is faithful to complete it. So you know that even if that impossible situation is right in front of you, even though Hannah in that moment, she didn't have the physical signs of a baby. She didn't have that yet, but she knew that she had been given a word from God. And so she took that and she anchored her faith to that. And she left because she knew that the promise of God was gonna come to pass because he is faithful to complete it. Amen. And you think, I think about the story right there about um, Peter. Peter's in the boat, Jesus is in the boat, um, or Jesus comes to the boat and call, calls Peter. And, um, but a lot of times Peter, you talk about uh, how Peter, he walked, he took a few steps, and then he sank, right? He, he took a few steps, he's walking on water, he kind of notices the storm around him, he begins to sink. And, um, and, and so that's kind of a, a highlight a lot of times. It's like, well, you know, he, he started to doubt, and that's when he began to sink. But hey, for a few steps, Peter was walking on water. It's pretty amazing. And he's the only one that walked on water. Everybody else in that boat heard the same thing. Everybody else was taught the same thing. 
And so it's one thing to hear the word. It's one thing to believe the word, but it's another thing to act on the word. The Bible says that we should do that. It says, the Bible says that we shouldn't just be hearers of the word. We should be doers of the word. And although Peter, he began to sink after a little bit, Peter was the only one that got out of that boat and anchored his faith with the word of God. And so if we don't really anchor our faith uh, to the word of God, it's going to be hard, uh, you know, for, for us to, to be in that gap and to have faith to begin with, because that storm, it's going to be pretty easy to blow away. But if we begin to anchor our faith with the word of God, man, we can walk on water. We can do amazing things. God can do amazing things into and through us. Yeah. And just to finish, um, with the story of Hannah, we won't read it just for time purposes, but later in the story, Hannah did have a son. She named him Samuel. But what happened is she ended up, um, once he was weaned, she ended up taking him to the temple and giving him to the Lord. So I think Hannah shows us right here that the real test of faith is will we give God what he asks us for when he gives us the breakthrough? When God blesses us, will we keep our hand open or will we close it? Because so oftentimes I feel like that the blessing of God is what keeps us from the next blessing, not because of God, but because when we get that blessing, we hold on to it. We don't want to sacrifice it. We don't want to let it go. But Hannah kept her, kept her hand open. She went and she gave Samuel over. She gave this child over to the Lord that she had been believing God for, that she had been standing in the gap for. And you know, God didn't birth something in Hannah, but he birthed something through Hannah. More than Hannah needed a son, Israel needed a prophet. You know, Samuel is the one that went on to to anoint David, which is the lineage of Jesus who would go on to save the world. Because of Hannah's faithfulness and because of Hannah anchoring her faith to the word of God, she allowed God to use her to birth something through her that would change the world. And that's good. So I just wanna ask you tonight and our question to you tonight is, what is God wanting to birth through you that's gonna change the world? It's gonna change your neighbor. It's gonna change your coworker. It's gonna change your family members. And will we keep our hand open and allow God to birth something through us? Amen, amen. It's really keep, keeping in that same spirit of what we were talking about uh, this past weekend, being, being rescued so we can go and rescue, being, being saved so we can go and serve. Uh, man, God, God's good to us. And, and there's, a, there's a hurt in a dying world that needs to know how good our God is. And so uh, let, let's give him a hand clap as we stand to our feet tonight. He's a good God, and he wants you to be rooted in the promises of God. And so uh, I'm going to close in prayer uh, that, that we, too, would be rooted in that. And uh, before we go, as we're praying tonight, too, uh, I'm going to pray over that. And there's two other things I want you to join with me in prayer about. Um, both, both of them uh, kind of deal with uh, the loss of life. Uh, one is uh, Sue McDonald, uh, Pastor Chris and Sue McDonald of Life in Christ Church in Marion, Kentucky. They're great, uh, great friends of Pastor Brian and Pastor Jesse, great friends of the church, and uh, we love them. And Pastor uh, Sue had a sister who's been, uh, had, had quite a long fight with cancer, and, uh, and, and she passed away this morning uh, somewhere down in Tennessee. And so we, we just want to lift them up, lift their family up. Uh, they're near and dear to our hearts, and we want to lift them up. And uh, so most of you might, might at least kind of know who that is. Uh, probably none of you know who this is, but a, f- a family that we knew in uh, Tuscaloosa went to a, uh, the church we were connected to down there before we moved to Owensboro, Tiffany and I. A family down there um, had, had a terrible tragedy 
uh, with a, uh, one of uh, their little girls. Uh, I think she was about six years old and uh, wasn't sick or anything like that. It was just a terrible tragedy. And uh, she, she passed away this morning and we just, our hearts go out to them. And, uh, and so we just want to lift them up. It's the Kelly family. If you just wanted to call them out by name, if you, if you want to pray for them, it's the Kelly family uh, in Tuscaloosa. We just want to lift them up, lift Pastor Sue up, uh, that they too would be what we're talking about tonight, being rooted in the Word of God. The Bible says, the Word of God says that He draws near to the brokenhearted, and we're believing for, for the perfect uh, peace of God and the comfort of God to be with them and to be with all of us, that we would all be rooted in that, in that truth and that Word of God. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. So, Father, we thank you for, uh, for that. We thank you for your Word. We hide it in our hearts. We thank you, Lord. It, it, is, it, it is life to us, the bread of life. We, we hold on to it. We read it every day. We, we, we say, well, Lord, we're going to immerse ourselves in it so we'll know and to be able to stand and declare and walk in the promises of God. We thank you, Lord, that what the Word says, and we thank you, Lord, for, uh, for the Word that it, 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 we, can, we can be what it says we can be. We can do what it says that we can do. We can have what it says we can have. And so we, we, I thank you, Lord, that we get that revelation and we begin to walk in that every single day. I, I thank you, Lord, our, our minds are being renewed every Every single day as we immerse ourselves in the perfect matchless word of God thank you Lord it, it's life to us now thank you Lord that 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 your word uh, is speaking life into the people here tonight uh, uh, people watching on, on online I thank you Lord that uh, life is being uh, just injected right now into uh, uh, the McDonald family and, and the Kelly family. I thank you, Lord, that uh, you, you say in your word there, there's an appropriate time to mourn. So I thank you, Lord, as they mourn and celebrate uh, those lives that, that they were able to be a part of. Uh, I, I thank you, Lord, as they mourn that, uh, that, that mourning and that weeping may, it may uh, last for the night, but joy comes in the morning. So I thank you, Lord, that as their uh, weeping lasts for a short time, joy is, is being restored in their lives. Joy is coming back into their lives even now, Father God. I thank you, Lord, you say that the joy of the Lord is our strength. So as joy is being restored, strength is being restored. And I thank you, Lord, they're covered now by the perfect peace of God, a peace that surpasses all understanding. It doesn't even make sense to have that kind of a peace in these types of situations. I thank you, Lord, that's the peace that you promise, and that's the peace that they have. I thank you, Lord, help from heaven like only you can give in situations like this. Thank you, Lord, for the word of God that can root us in storms like this. When storms of life hit us like this, we can be rooted in the word of God. Th thank you, Lord, now you would bless and help th those families bless and lead and God and help all of us now as we go and we live here tonight I thank you Lord we give you all the praise glory and honor it is rightly yours and we give it to you again tonight thank you Lord we thank you for all these things in Jesus mighty mighty name and everybody said amen amen amen